Do you want to feel strong, confident, and ready to enjoy life? I'm Jen Shaver, a triple certified fitness expert and mother living her best midlife. I want to help you achieve a healthy, active lifestyle without ever having to go to the gym. We grow together every Monday, so be sure to subscribe and tune in to your weekly fit news. This Fit News Podcast is proudly sponsored by the Empower Her Bundle. Struggling with sleep? Stuck on how to get in those protein-packed meals? In need of a quick workout for successful aging? Or does stress seem to never leave you? The Empower Her Bundle is your solution. Transform your sleep, nutrition, stress, and fitness with our free bundle, tailored for busy midlife women. Reclaim control over your well-being. Thrive beautifully with better sleep, 15 tasty protein recipes, find out how to go from chaos to calm, and a free Strong for Life workout. Don't miss out. Download your Empower Bundle for ebook series now and take the first step toward thriving in midlife. Visit strongforlifefitness.com to get started today. Hello and welcome to the Fit News Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Shaver, and joining me today is Melissa Merkel. Melissa is a dedicated health and wellness professional with a passion for building community and true connection. With over two decades of expertise in the health and fitness industry, she's on a mission to empower women through well-being. From her early days in gym management to working closely with NPC and IFBB fitness competitors, Melissa has cultivated a rich background. She proudly served as the CEO of Boomers in Motion, a renowned senior fitness brand and director of partnerships at Muscle Mix Music. As a multi-passionate health and fitness authority, Melissa extends her impact through online health coaching programs, catering to both individuals and businesses. Her approach transcends traditional fitness models, focusing on holistic well-being, and fostering collective strength within her community. She believes that the magic of ultimate well-being happens when two or more beautiful souls connect, and she invites you to be a part of this transformative journey inside of her Facebook group, The Well-Being Circle for Women with Melissa Merkel. And the link for that group will be in the show notes, so be sure to check it out. Melissa, thank you for joining us today on the Fit News Podcast. I'm excited to get to chat with you. Hi, Jen. I'm so thrilled to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, we have a lot to get to today. So let's get right to it. Where do you want to start? So today we are really going to talk about how to eat to balance your hormones for Mm -hmm. ultimate health and for weight loss. That is the weight loss space has really been a big part of my journey. I struggled with my weight from a very early age, which is what got me into fitness mm-hmm. and health and well-being to start with. Right. And so a lot of my focus is around, of course, eating for weight loss, but ultimately your health, because I don't really care about the number on the scale. I just right. want people to be healthy right. and balancing our hormones through food is a big part of that. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. And we're really going to focus on four main hormones. Now, of course, there are so many more in yeah. <laughs> our body. They are regulating everything. So Jen, I like to think, and I don't know if you've ever thought this way, but I like to think of our bodies as like giant 
chemistry experiments and thinking back into like chemistry class when you had test tubes and you would like pour (laughs) something in and then like things would like you know bubble up or maybe they wouldn't like that's what's happening in our bodies all the time all of these chemical reactions and sometimes when you put things in you have like these big like you know the test tube flows over and sometimes it doesn't but our, our hormones are a big part of that whole chemistry project right going on right right and so and, the four oh yeah go I think the other thing is that I don't think that people really understand the importance of food when it comes to our hormones yes I I agree and I hope by the end of our conversation today right. some of that gets opened up or yes. expand upon yeah. so that it does bring some of that awareness because mm-hmm. it does it makes a huge huge impact because what we eat as well as what we think and a lot of other factors, it contributes to what is happening in Mm -hmm. our body, especially with our hormones. Yeah. Yeah. It's all part of the chemistry project or the, um, the experiment, right? (laughs) Absolutely. It is. Absolutely. And so today we're, like I said, there's a lot of hormones. We're going to talk about four Mm -hmm. in particular, we're going to talk about insulin We're going to talk about leptin, ghrelin, and cortisol. Mm -hmm. All right. So those are the four that we're going to touch on the most today. And to understand this relationship between our hormones and what we eat, we really have to get a good understanding of our blood sugar and what happens when we eat. So Let's start by talking about what happens when we eat foods that are high in a sugar or flour content. Mm -hmm. So when we eat those foods, come into our body, get digested, and the sugar or glucose means the same thing, goes into our bloodstream. And so when we eat foods that are high in sugar, high in flour, over-processed, our blood sugar spikes way up. Mm -hmm. And what happens is when our blood sugar spikes up, it crashes down just as quickly. So the way this might look in like real life, let's say we start our day, our breakfast with a bowl of cereal, which a lot of cereals are very high in sugar, right? We have our bowl of cereal and a glass of orange juice, which also Many juices are very high in sugar. All of the fiber from the orange juice has been taken out. And a lot of times there's been sugar added in. So cereal, orange juice, start the day, spikes our blood sugar, it crashes down. And then mid-morning, maybe we reach for a granola bar, which again, granola bars are really tricky because a lot of them are marketed as health food. Oh yeah. And, (laughs) And when you start to really become a detective and look at those labels and understand. And, and this gets tricky too, because there are so many different names for sugar on labels. So it's not like it just says sugar. Sometimes it does, but there's a high fructose corn syrup and molasses and rice syrup and all of these other names. Yeah. Anyways, we eat that granola bar. Again, our blood sugar spikes up, crashes down for lunch. Maybe we have a sandwich with potato chips. Again, spike up, spike down. Mid-afternoon candy bar, up, down, up, down. So for a lot of us, our our blood sugar is 
having those drastic ups and those drastic downs all right. throughout the day. So how does that relate to hormones? When our blood sugar spikes up, our body releases insulin. Mm -hmm. So insulin is, again, one of the most important hormones when it comes to regulating our hormones through mm -hmm. food. It's also considered the fat storage hormone. Yeah. And what happens, blood sugar goes up, our body releases insulin. And insulin's job is really to take that glucose, that blood sugar, and shuttle it into the cells. So some of it can go into our muscles. A small amount can go into our liver. But once those places, those reserves are full, the rest of it gets stored in our fat cells. Yes. So again, insulin is a fat storage hormone. And when there's insulin in your blood, you can't lose weight because its right. job is <laughs> really to take that sugar again, put it in your cells, not release the fat from your cells. Right. So, so again, what this looks like, you have your cereal and your orange juice, blood sugar goes up, insulin. You have your granola bar, blood sugar up, insulin. Your yeah. sandwich and potato chips, insulin. And so a lot of us have insulin in our blood all day long. And again, that is keeping us from, from losing weight if that is your goal, but it's mm -hmm. also promoting that fat storage. Yeah. But insulin's a little bit more complicated even than that because insulin triggers our other hormones, leptin and ghrelin, which mm -hmm. are those other two. And those two actually regulate our hunger. And so leptin is the hormone that, that makes us feel full. Mm -hmm. And so that's our, and ghrelin is the one that makes us feel hungry. So mm -hmm. ghrelin is actually in our stomach. And when our stomach starts to growl because we're hungry, mm -hmm. that is ghrelin <laughs> making noise. And so again, it's this balance of hormones. And what happens when our insulin is, is off or it's high all of the time, again, it's influencing these other hormones. So with yeah. leptin, you are not necessarily gonna feel full even though you've just eaten all of this other food. Right. Or you're gonna start to get hungrier when you have just had something to eat. Mm -hmm. That's why like when you drink, let's say like a soda, let's say you drink a Coke or something like that, mm -hmm. might be 300 calories, Again, yeah. it's going to spike your blood sugar, trigger that insulin. It's going to drop down really fast, but it's not going right. to fill you up. Like you're still yeah. going to be hungry. Yeah. So it all plays a role. Again, insulin is is a key factor in in so much of this equation. Yeah. And there's so many people that are struggling uh, with insulin resistance, uh, particularly yeah. midlife women. Absolutely. When our insulin levels are high, Mm -hmm. all of the time, our body starts to resist it because mm -hmm. it's overwhelmed and almost desensitized mm -hmm. to, to these insulin levels. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So let's move on to cortisol now. Mm. And cortisol is a little bit different because mm -hmm. cortisol is what is considered our stress hormone. So it's not as triggered with food, it's triggered mm -hmm. more with stress. And 
so many of us think that stress is a bad thing and actually stress is not is not in and of itself bad it's actually right. very healthy it definitely serves purpose when we are in danger <laughs> and we get stressed and then we relax and that's okay right. when we have that relaxation space it can actually build our resiliency get stressed relax mm-hmm. stress relax so it actually helps us grow and our bodies were meant for that. Now, again, the problem with stress is that most of us or a lot of us in this day and age, we don't take that rest period. We're not good at rest, especially women who are busy working, raising their family, taking care of of loved ones, maybe parents on the go all of the time. Rest is really hard for a lot of us. Yeah. And And so what happens is when we're stressed, our cortisol increases and adrenaline is actually the other hormone really associated with stress. Mm -hmm. But for our purposes, we're we're really going to look at cortisol. So when we're stressed all of the time, our cortisol levels are high all of the time too. Mm -hmm. And when our cortisol levels are high, it actually causes our blood sugar to increase. So we were just talking that your blood sugar increases when you eat like a piece of cake, your blood sugar is going to go up or it's going to go up when you're stressed and you don't get to enjoy the cake. (laughs) But the uh, problem is that if you're stressed and you're having the cake, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's like a double, triple, triple whammy for sure, which happens so much of the time, right? right? There are so many of us are stress eaters, right? We feel that feeling and we want to numb it or get rid of it. Mm -hmm. And so we, we use food to try to do that. So not only, yes, is your cortisol levels high, you're also eating on top of that. So your blood sugar is really through the roof. And as we've just learned, when our blood sugar goes up, we get that hit of insulin, fat storage, messing up all of those other hunger hormones as well. So it's really like this, you know, a greater impact. And what's also interesting, but also frustrating is that research shows that when you have cortisol and insulin in your Mm -hmm. blood, that leads to more belly fat. And, and so that is a key piece too, especially in women as we age and Mm -hmm. And our other hormones start to trigger some of that as well, but having Mm -hmm. the stress with the cortisol and the insulin and then having it come around our midsection, none of us want that for for health reasons, but also for our confidence and how we feel about ourselves because nobody feels good when they they have that going on. Right, right, right. But I mean, definitely, you know, the visceral fat we know poses a danger to many chronic diseases which obviously no one (laughs) wants to have a chronic disease, right? But there are things that we can do. Yep, absolutely. So let's, let's move into really what, what we need to do with food in order Mm -hmm. to balance them out. Now that we have a basic understanding of some of the hormones that are at play and and what triggers them. So when we are looking at food and how to eat, really our goal is to eat in a way that it stabilizes our blood sugar. Mm-hmm. So instead of having these ups and downs, our blood sugar is more consistent mm-hmm. with just small little waves because it is going to go up. It is going to go down. It's 
you're not going to not have that. We just don't want it right. to be as drastic. Right. So, right. so that's really the goal with, with eating. And so I've got four simple steps to how to eat then to mm-hmm. stabilize your blood sugar in order okay. to balance out your hormones. And the first one is really to eliminate as much processed food yeah. as possible. Right. And and so what does that mean? That means eating whole foods that your great, great grandmother would recognize as food too. Right. <laughs> right. Like there's so many things on the market and even things that are, are marketed as healthy foods, they're still processed and they still, again, thinking of our body as a chemistry project or experiment, mm-hmm. the, the food elements or the ingredients they're still triggering different chemical reactions right. in our body right. and, and things even like diet soda, right? Like we look at, let's say a diet Coke and we're like, Oh, it doesn't have any calories. This is great. But the thing is it's still impacting your hormones because the artificial sweeteners hit at a different way. Right. So the best you can do is to ditch the processed food and just mm-hmm. eat whole real foods. Right. And, and if you can do that, that is like, so, so amazing. Right. For you and your health. If somebody's listening to this and they say, well, there's no way I could do that. I think the best place to start would be to say, well, what are just a few things, right? Like let's start small, right? So let's say where, what can I take out today and what can I replace it with? So instead of looking at also, well, I'm not going to get to have this, well, let's look at the things that you can have and what can you replace whatever it was you were eating? What can you replace those Cheetos with, right? And then also yeah. making sure that you're not saying they're banned for life, right? But maybe saying exactly. instead of having those every day at three o'clock, I'm going to have them, you know, let's start with just twice a week and then slowly wean yourself down to less, Right. To where you understand the difference between, you know, having them every day and every just once in a while. For sure. And it's not about being perfect all of the time and never having these foods, especially some of them, if they are your favorite foods, like it's not realistic to never. But even one example of kind of a a swap out is, again, let's say that that granola bar. Mm-hmm. And it, it, again, some granola bars are better than others as well. Mm-hmm. But if you carry that around with you, let's say in your purse as a snack, when you're on the run, which is something that I used to do all of the time. And this right. is, this is a swap that I've recently made. So instead of having that, how about you carry an apple with like a little bag of almonds? It still doesn't take up that much room in your purse. And right. it's again, just removing that, that one Process. processed item. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. It, you know, and, and it makes such a big difference. And again, we're not advocating you go into your pantry and throw everything out in one night, you know, yeah. start small because we don't want it. You don't want it to be overwhelming. We want yeah. it to become part of your life. So, you know, are there going to be days when, you know, maybe you forgot to pack your apple and your almonds? Yep. But yep. that's okay. Go with what you're doing most of the time. Yeah, absolutely. And are there going to be days and are there going to be times that you have to get something like you, it's not an all or nothing approach, like you're saying. 
yeah. you make the best decision that you can mm-hmm. in the moment and, and feel proud of yourself right. for that. Because right. sometimes too, you're in situations where there's not a, a, a best or there's right. not necessarily <laughs> an option that is like, yeah. even what you want, even if it's top of your mind and you're trying your hardest to yeah. eat as clean as possible and mm-hmm. eat those whole foods, there are going to be circumstances where you just can't. Yeah. And and that's okay. That doesn't yep. mean that you've fallen off the wagon or anything like that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So then the second part of this too, and this plays into this whole idea too, is that sometimes you, you can't eat necessarily in the ideal way that you would like. Mm-hmm. But the second idea is to really eat a balanced diet. Mm-hmm. And so what that means is that you have some protein, you have some fat, and you have some carbohydrates because mm-hmm. as we've been talking, we've been talking a lot about blood sugar. And so what raises blood sugar is carbohydrates, mm-hmm. but not all carbs raise your blood sugar in the same way. Right. Again, the ones that are more highly processed, processed sugars, processed flours, mm-hmm. they spike your blood sugar the most. However, when you eat foods that are a carbohydrate, when you eat them at the same time as you eat protein and fat, mm-hmm. those foods actually help to balance it out some. It like buffers the impact of the sugar, mm-hmm. especially if you eat the proteins and the fats and, and vegetables. If you eat those foods first mm-hmm. and then have your carbohydrates towards the end of the meal, right. again, those other foods are going to, to lessen what they call the glycemic load or that right. the the load that the the glucose plays yeah. in how how much yeah. it spikes. Yeah. So really having that balanced that balanced diet. Mm-hmm. And some people will say, well, why eat carbs anyways? Because there's so many diets out there, keto, yeah. Atkins, yeah. and all of the very low carbohydrate diets. And to their point, it's a fair question because when you don't have those carbohydrates, your, your blood sugar is more balanced, which is why those diets are effective. Mm-hmm. But when you don't eat any carbohydrates, you're missing out on a lot of nutrients. And it mm-hmm. actually brings us to kind of my third point around how to eat. And that is that you want to be eating fiber Yes, and fiber is found in carbohydrates and Fiber is so very, very important. And that is why I don't follow or don't recommend giving yeah. up carbs altogether because yeah. you are missing out on this fiber and on these nutrients. Mm-hmm. And fiber is really interesting because it does a couple things. So first of all, fiber actually, like again, helps to regulate that blood sugar so you don't have those big spikes. So it, it helps with that. Mm-hmm. Fiber also helps so much with our gut health and gut health has been a very popular topic as you know recently looking for a fitness program that fits into your busy schedule look no further than strong for life light our brand new program offers whole workouts every month that you can do from the comfort of your own home no need to worry about missing classes or juggling gym time with family time Join Strong for Life Light today and get on track to a healthier you. Now back to this episode of the Fit News Podcast. 
but just a quick little, like two minute little <laughs> lesson on gut health. Our digestive tract and our gut is home to, I don't even know how many millions and probably billions of bacteria. <laughs> yeah. What we don't realize is that as humans, we have more bacteria living on and in our body than we have human cells. Yeah. And, and we don't realize these bacteria, they're living things. And, and we think the bacteria is bad, but mm -hmm. there's a lot of really healthy bacteria on us and we wouldn't be able to survive without it. There's right. so many, yeah. but there's a very high concentration in our digestive tract. And again, in our gut, these bacteria, again, they're living. And so they need to eat something what they eat. So the bacteria itself are called probiotics. So when you hear that word probiotics, mm -hmm. probiotics is actually those living bacteria inside us. What they eat is prebiotics. So prebiotics is the food for the probiotics <laughs> and prebiotics are fiber. So bringing this all together here, it's really important for us to eat fiber mm -hmm. because that is feeding this healthy bacteria within our gut. Mm -hmm. And fun fact, about 80% of our immune system is located within our gut. Yeah. And so to keep yourself healthy and to keep a strong immune system, it's so important to keep a healthy gut and fiber is imperative for right. that. Right. Yeah. And I think between the protein and the fiber, those are two areas that many women tend, in particular tend to struggle with. And if we could just dial those two things in, they would yes. see, you know, such a difference in how they're feeling day to day. They would see a difference in their cravings. They would see a difference uh, in their um, in their weight by dialing in on those two things in particular, you know, and managing their plate and prioritizing the protein on the plate and prioritizing that fiber on the plate. And yeah. those two things, if you're going to focus on something in this new year, focus on those two things, yes. you know, don't worry about your calories, focus on your protein, focus on your fiber, getting enough of those. And you know, you're going to win the year. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about some high fiber foods, mm -hmm. because when we're talking about adding fiber, what does that look like? Right. And beans and lentils have mm -hmm. a ton of fiber. And now a lot of people are probably like, oh, that's so gross. I'm not eating those. Uh -huh. That's fine. <laughs> Vegetables are another great, great source. Mm -hmm. Some, some fruits also have fiber in them. Mm -hmm. A good rule of thumb when you are looking at labels too, which of course, if you are trying to steer clear of processed foods, you might not find as many labels, right? right. Because like an apple doesn't <laughs> right. have a label on it. But if you are looking at something with a label, a good rule of thumb is to look for something that has three grams of fiber mm -hmm. or more in it. Mm -hmm. Some other things too, nuts have a good amount of fiber. Chia seeds are also great. So if you're someone who makes smoothies in the morning, let's say, throw some chia seeds in there because again, it's just going to boost up your fiber. Throw in right. some spinach, throw in, um, what are some other things that raspberries, raspberries, avocado actually has a lot of fiber, uh, as well. Yes. So, and avocados are fantastic in smoothies. Yes. Oh, 
they're so good. Make them nice yep. and creamy. So, so you get yep. your healthy fat and your fiber. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And those things are, again, they're really going to help to balance your blood sugar, right. but balancing your cravings because mm-hmm. that is a big thing too. And Jen, I know I recently saw an article and I think you saw it too, that was talking about some of the weight loss drugs that are on the market oh. these days. Mm-hmm. And they were looking at the hormones that these drugs are impacting. Yep. And there is a class of hormones called GLP-1 mm-hmm. and, and those hormones also impact your hunger and your yep. cravings. And so a lot of the drugs on the market these days that's what they're targeting, right? Because if you're not hungry, yeah. the idea yeah. is you're not going to eat as much. Yeah. And what they were discussing in this article is that you can get some of those same things happening from the weight loss drugs with food yeah. and particularly with yeah. fiber. Yep. And so if you are not wanting to go on a weight loss drug and you're trying to lose weight, fiber mm-hmm. is, yep. is key again, for so many reasons. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just has so many benefits that, you know, it's, it's important that you, if you're not getting enough of it now that you start to investigate and make sure that you start to get it. Yeah. 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 And just start by becoming aware, even kind of going through, there have been times when I'm like, Hmm, I wonder how much fiber I'm getting because even when you know that you should get it, sometimes you, you don't really know what right. you're getting. And I, I believe the recommended amount for women is 25 grams a day. Do you know if, it, is that what it is? 25 to 30. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's, you know, so I guess that that's something we should mention. So the first place to start would be, Hey, let me look at the fiber I'm getting now. Right. Because if you yeah. don't know, this is a number, these are the numbers we want to know. In fact, I would say instead of looking at your scale every morning, Yes. The numbers that you want to know are how much protein am I getting in a day and how much fiber am I getting in a day? And then once you know that you can move on from there in striving to get the recommended amount. Yes. I, I love that. Those numbers are are so much. Yeah. So much better. So much Mm -hmm. more motivating. And more valuable. Look at <laughs> yes, yes, and those are the numbers yeah. that are really impacting your health. Yeah. And and you might be surprised, especially with the fiber number. I know I was when I first calculated because uh-huh. you know I thought that I was eating pretty healthy, which I was. Right. But then it's like, oh, twenty five grams. <laughs> it's like right. It's a good number. It's it a is good number. It is. But mm-hmm. once you figure it out, and once you, you know, really, what I tell ladies is that look at. Look for your fiber sources that you enjoy. And then how can you incorporate those regularly into your day? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So then the last step, and we're not going to spend too much time on this last one when we're talking Mm -hmm. again about stabilizing our our blood sugar Mm -hmm. is this idea of intermittent fasting. And Mm -hmm. again, this has gotten a lot of attention recently Mm -hmm. and I will be honest, I steered clear of it for a really, really long time Mm -hmm. for the reason that personally, I struggled with some eating disorders when I was younger um, Mm -hmm. from 
from a few different places from both very much restricting my food to later on it turning to binging. Mm-hmm. And I had the fear that if I started implementing intermittent fasting, it would trigger some of those issues right. and would lead right. to, to binging and, mm-hmm. and more issues that were not really healthy. Right. And what I've learned is that there's not just one way to do intermittent fasting. There's over a hundred different ways that you can do it. And it's, mm-hmm. There's different research for different ways, right. but one, one thing that has worked very well for a number of clients I've worked with and, and myself personally is to do a 12 hour fast. Mm-hmm. And so basically what that looks like is you eat dinner and you make that the last thing you eat for the mm-hmm. day. And then you don't eat again until breakfast. Mm-hmm. And even that 12 hour window, it gives your body a chance to rest Right. And not always be digesting the food and always working. Mm-hmm. And it's actually, for me, given me a lot more freedom because yeah. during the hours that I am eating, I don't feel as restricted during those hours that right. I had before. Yeah. And so again, there's different, different people will say different things as far as you should fast for 14 hours or you should only eat two meals. Okay. Yeah. There's so many different ways to do it, but even just stopping eating after dinner and then mm-hmm. waiting until breakfast can make a huge, huge impact. Mm-hmm. So we had, let's just review. We had eliminate processed yes. foods. Number one, we had yes. eat a balanced diet. So adding our protein, carbs, and fat, uh, yes. eating our fiber. And number four was yes. intermittent fasting, correct? Yes. Yes. Those are the four Those things. Are great. And one little bonus thing just to to throw in because we did talk about our stress and we talked about cortisol. Mm -hmm. And again, that is not as impacted by food as some of these other hormones like insulin, Mm -hmm. but practicing just a minute of deep breathing can really, really help to bring those cortisol levels down and relax you and center you as well. And sometimes when you are stressed, especially if you are a stress eater and you tend to turn to food. If you can do some deep breathing for even just a minute, it can Mm -hmm. help center you so that you in those moments can make different decisions as Mm -hmm. well. So eliminating some of those like one, two punches that we were talking about with the cortisol and the extra food and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Melissa, those were all great tips. Um, Is there anything else that we missed? No, you know, I'm sure we could go on yeah, for, sure for a long time <laughs> more and deeper into all of this, but I think this is a really yeah. great overview. And mm-hmm. with, with this information alone, you can really take these steps and start implementing them right away. Again, right. looking at how much fiber you're getting, mm-hmm. looking at, at what you are eating and are you eating something that is primarily carbohydrate? And mm-hmm. if so, maybe could you add something to that meal? If you don't want to give it up, could you actually add something to it right. to help to regulate that blood sugar? And just becoming more aware of mm-hmm. some of the the science and the chemistry that's going on in your body. Because once right. you have a better understanding of that, at least I have found this for myself. Once you know a little bit more about what's happening in there, mm-hmm. you can make more informed decisions that are are science-based and not as emotional, right. which 
for a lot of us, eating and food does become emotional. Right. But I think that's a great, mm-hmm. a great uh, point. And I think that's a great starting point as well is the awareness component and starting mm-hmm. with just being aware of what you're putting in your mouth, right? Not mindless yeah. eating. And, and I think if you just start there and don't make any other changes, but you just become <laughs> re- mindful. Exactly. The next time you go to eat, just mindfulness on what am I eating? What is on my plate? And do I have a protein? Do I have um, a carbon? Do I have a fat? And that's it. Yeah. And and start there and then move on, you know, um, as, as you feel ready, move yep. on to, okay, now I'm going to look at how much protein do I have? How much fiber do I have? But I think, yeah. like you said, that awareness is such a key component because, you know, you and I can sit here and, and tell them, okay, here's a, a breakfast for you that's 30 grams of protein and, and 12 grams of fiber. But until they're actually aware of, you know, what they're eating now and how it makes them feel and then the difference in, what the protein and the fiber makes them feel like, you know, you're, you're not going to make that connection. You're not going to be, um, you're not going to stick to it, right? It's not going to be sustainable. It's just a box that you're checking off and that box down the road, when life begins to life, yes, you know, nobody wants to check the box off anymore. Yeah. And you bring up a really good point. Sometimes dialing it back. Yeah just asking yourself two questions before you eat. Mm -hmm. Am I hungry? And becoming aware, again, that that mindfulness piece of what's going on in your body. Am Mm -hmm. I hungry? And then is this healthy? And sometimes we get confused by what's healthy with all of the marketing that's going on these days. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, just asking yourself that question, because we all know that eating I'm going back to my apple example, but eating an apple is going to be better than eating ice cream, right? And so just starting there. And then as you start to practice that, then starting to dial in some of these other components Mm -hmm. as well, because it can be very overwhelming figuring out all of the macronutrients, like this many grams of protein, this many grams of this. And, And to be honest, I followed some very, very strict plans for a while when I had competed in fitness competitions. And at that time, all of my food was measured out to the ounce for like 16, 20 weeks leading up to the competition. And so very aware of everything. And you don't have to do that forever. (laughs) You don't have to do that ever. Right. If you really become in tune with your body and aware of what's going on and just a, a general understanding of what's mm-hmm. happening because yeah, looking at all the numbers can be very overwhelming for some people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Melissa, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Well, I have enjoyed it so much, Jen. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fit News Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Shaver, and I'm on a continuing mission to help you stay strong, healthy, and happy. A special thank you to our producer, Noah Martin, and Retrospection Multimedia. Tune in to the Fit News Podcast every Monday to get your tips for living your best midlife. These episodes are live-streamed weekly in our Facebook group. Be sure to comment, like, and subscribe to Fit News Podcast for your weekly health advice. 
to join the Facebook group, visit strongforlifefitness.com.